All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh, where they have a brand new shirt that was unveiled just this past weekend. Uh, They call it the Marvelous Shirt, kind of a take on a Marvel Comics, I believe, and uh, Pittsburgh across the the front. And uh, uh, don't forget, eight bucks from every one of those shirts that you buy goes to a very worthy cause. And um, I'll touch on what that is later on in the show. But you are here to uh, listen to us recap the Steelers 2019 NFL Draft. And, um, you know, I, I don't know about these guys. Uh, Chris and Ben are joining me tonight to do that. And, you know, I, I don't grade drafts. I wait for uh, a few years to actually see what the players do. Uh, and, and then I go on. So, um, but definitely it's worth talking about uh, each of these guys and, and how they may fit and everything else. But uh, uh, first, uh, Chris, how are things uh, for you going uh, out there in, in the desert tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, getting hot out there yet? Yeah, yeah it's going to start getting uh, 90s and upper 90s. Yeah, that, that that's I'm not ready for that yet. So you can you can keep that. And uh, Ben, you said it was you said it was warm today there in uh, in Oregon. Yeah, it's a whopping 72. Oh well, now that I would take. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's sunny and 72. It's pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah Chris. Well, uh, you know, having having grown up in the desert, I can tell you, you know, it hasn't even started getting hot yet. I mean, it's like nothing. <laughs> you, you've got the seventh level of hell is coming this summer. <laughs> The seventh level. I've heard. That's, I've why heard. I, that's why I don't live there anymore, and I'm never going back. Now, now wait a minute. I, I thought that was a dry heat. Uh, yeah, like a blowtorch. Sorry, right. Arizona people. I am not going back there. I love you guys. Miss you sometimes, but I don't miss the weather. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 been one of the worst springs ever here in the mitten, so I, I'm just ready for the next season, which is probably going to be winter again. Uh, anyway, enough of that chatter. Uh, so the Steelers, uh, you know, we, we did our um, kind of our live uh, podcast when when they went on the clock. And of course, then they made the trade, I should say. Uh, and, and we discussed Devin Bush. But, um, you know, Chris, any any other thoughts that maybe you didn't add? And in, in, um, based on the first the first uh, podcast we did, any any other thoughts on, on Bush? Did you like the trade? Where do you see him fitting? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm okay with the trade and what we've what we gave up. Um, I, in the beginning and before the the draft, I wasn't too sure about it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, giving up what we gave up, I understand why they did it, and um, I'm, I'm happy with the pick. Yeah, I I think that's where most people are. And there was a story today that talked a little bit about Colbert just absolutely was not going to give up his uh, his 2020 first round pick, and and. Um, uh, thankfully, they they didn't have to. Um, ben, where where are you on the Devin Bush? Are you in the same exact place you were on Thursday night, or have you uh, rethought things at all? Well, I'm okay with the trade. I'm uh, yeah. I'm curious as to what they're going to do with. I mean, they have a glut of inside linebackers now. Yeah. Between you know, obviously Devin Bush. Um, they picked up Sutton Smith, and initially they said, he's going to be an inside linebacker for us. We're not going to play him on the edge. And then they came mm-hmm. back and said, no, we're going to put him on the edge at first and see how well he does. But, you know, Keith Butler basically conceded the fact that the guy who's going to see the most use out of Sutton Smith is Danny Smith, the special teams coordinator. Yeah. And then they picked up Ulysses Gilbert. Right. They've also got Mark Barron. 
Vince Williams, Tyler Matakevich, and they're talking about putting Marcus Allen in and having him compete at linebacker, mm-hmm. which I think is ridiculous uh, because he – I mean, if he can play linebacker at 215, great. Then fantastic. Sure. If they had him bulk up to try and play linebacker, that's not going to help his game because he's not athletic now at 215 or 217 or whatever the heck he weighs. Right. If he gains weight, he's going to be less athletic. Um, so you kind of you kind of have a glut of linebackers, off the ball linebackers, and I'm I'm curious as to what they're going to do with them. In particular, those those starting three, if you will, right inside backers being Vince Williams, Mark Barron, and and Devin Bush. So you know I'm curious. I mean they they've already alluded to the fact that Bush is smart enough that he's going to be given communication and play calling responsibilities. Wow. And yeah. you know, as a rookie, that's uh, that's making a, a big assumption, I think, at this point, given the fact that they haven't seen him on the field yet. But, it, you know. Well, it, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And, and I, I was just going to say, you know, a lot of people are, are you know, kind of sticking to the, the Steelers' old uh, uh, paradigm, if you will, that, oh, well, we'll draft this guy, but we'll work him in slowly, and then he's ready his second year. You don't move up to number 10 and draft this kid to make him sit. He's going to play. Oh, he's going to uh, play for sure. Yeah, but but yeah. I'm thinking more along the lines of what his responsibilities will be, Yeah, you know, in, in terms of, of play calling. How how quickly can he learn the defense? I realize that he was the man in Michigan, and that's what they're basing a lot of this on because literally everyone in that defense would follow him. And, right. and that's one of the reasons they like him. That was the same thing when they drafted Pouncey. They said they went down to Florida and took a look at, at the way his teammates interacted with him, and everybody followed Pouncey, everyone. And it was just like, okay, well, if that's the way this guy is, he's that good a leader, we're going to draft him. And it's the same thing with Bush. And I, I think that's what they're basing a lot of it on. They think it'll be okay, but he's still got to learn the defense. He's oh, still got to do sure. that. Yeah, and, and, and it'll be, you know, I, I think Don Brown at Michigan ran a, a pretty sophisticated system there. Um, obviously, I'm not going to compare it to what the, the NFL levels are, are like, especially with the Steelers. But I, I feel pretty confident about this kid uh, picking this stuff up. And did, um, did, you know, the, I did. Did yeah. the weekly player in, in Michigan, does he get like a pair of Walmart khaki pants as opposed oh to a game God. ball every week? Or or how do they work that there? Uh, no, no. They, they just get an ass whooping by any team that's actually ranked. That's what they get. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk much more uh, Devin Bush as the summer rolls on and we get ready for training camp. But, uh, you know, obviously they had traded away the, the second pick. Uh, to move up for Bush, and that left them with with the two third round picks. And and Chris, and with the first one, um, they they take a receiver, Deontay Johnson, um, who you know some people had graded as low as a four. Uh, the Steelers claimed that he, they had him graded as a one. Um, were you where, where did you fall on Johnson here in terms of your overall surprise that this was the pick there in the in the third round? Uh, in terms of surprise, it was you know, for me probably a nine. Um, yeah. f- from who they brought in and and kind of what was the consensus around with everybody, we all thought the wide receiver was, was going to be Miles Boykin mm-hmm. or even Hakeem Butler or um, even with DK Metcalf. At, at a certain point, you thought, um, why not? And um, but it turned out to be Deontay Johnson. Um, Guy out of Toledo, Mac the Mac Conference, who um, very sharp route runner, um, solid hands, return specialist, um, 
a guy who can kind of do it all for you inside mm-hmm. or out. And um, uh, from, from what I've uh, watched um, from, from Drake talking about him, he interviewed extremely well and um, uh, the Steelers just fell in love with him. So um, for, from what I've seen throughout my lifetime in the Steelers is to not um, knock a wide receiver selection in the draft. It, well, it's funny you say that because it, it's everybody that wants to knock it. That's kind of what they followed up with is, well, but, you know, they've done such a good job with receivers. I guess I'm not going to say anything right now. Um, ben, where, where did you fall on, on this selection? Pretty much the same place. I did have a fourth yeah. on Johnson. Um, and I'm trying to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt because they, their track record with wide receivers is so good. Yeah. That, you know, it's hard for me to say you guys are wrong when they've been so right so many times, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to roll with it and see what happens with this guy. Uh, I did watch some of his film uh, before the draft and, you right. know, he obviously separates very easily from, from the coverage player, but you know, it's, and I hate to say this, but it's at the Mac level and you kind of go, well, level. you know, who's he playing against? It's not like he's playing in the SEC and getting this kind of separation and having the ease he has with slightly altering his routes, you know, like AB yeah. used to do kind of not really, but kind of, I mean, it's like he, he doesn't run real sharp routes. He just kind of edges things off by like half a step and he creates separation that way. It's they're crafty. Yeah. He's very crafty. Yeah. So he's going to have yeah. to have a quarterback who's he'll get to know him uh, obviously. And, and they'll grow into a role together and, you know, we'll, We'll see what becomes of him, but I'm going to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt on this one because I'm confused. Well, you know, it, it, I, yeah, I, I think a lot of us are, and, and here, here's kind of why. If you look at that wide receiver room now, it's crowded. There might not be enough seats in there. Um, I, I mean, we're, we're talking juju. I think some people forget that we actually signed Dante Moncrief. Um, you, you've got Switzer still there, and Eli Rogers is there, and James Washington is there. And, you know, I, I mean, who's going to emerge? Because it seems like this team is full of slot receivers right now. Um, yeah. Chris, yeah. You know, Chris, what, what do you think is going to happen with this group? Because not all these guys are going to be active every week. No, but um, you got to look at the versatility. Juju can play inside yeah. and out. Deontay Johnson can play inside and out. Um Moncrief has some experience in the inside as well, but I, I assume he's more of the X. Um you know, Switzer is going to be just the inside. Um, you know, you got Rogers who's just an inside guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- they're valuing the versatility. So if they want to get Juju and um, Deontay Johnson on the field, one's going to have to play out, one's going to have to play in. If they want to take uh, Juju off for a series or a snap or two and, and Deontay Johnson has to go in, he can go in the slot. Or, um, you know, just a, a ton of versatility is what they're valuing here. Um, Definitely. So it's going to be tough to see this unravels in camp. Um, they still have some wide receivers on the roster as well. Uh, they got yeah. um, Deontay Spencer from the CFL. He's somebody to watch. He's a smaller guy, but uh, extremely productive in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys from last, last year, like Trey Griffey and Tevin Jones. Um, a lot of guys in this roster right now who are kind of uh, really just vying for you know, a handful of spots. So, um, you know, boring injury, you know, cross your fingers and knock on yeah. wood, but, um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, challenging and, and to, to predict who's going to come out on top, you know, the top, maybe five or six. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun battle. I think wide receiver is going to be one of the great position battles to watch uh, in, in training camp. Like you said, you, you certainly hope nobody gets a spot because of an injury. Um, but we, we all know all too well that those are, are very, very possible things. Um, the third uh, selection also in the third round was cornerback uh, out of Michigan State, uh, Justin Lane. Um Ben, what, what did you think of Lane? Where, where did you kind of think they were going to go there? And, and uh, what, what do you think overall of how, how does he fit for the Steelers going forward? Well, they showed interest in Lane. And, I mean, he was mm-hmm. one of the handful of guys I think we talked about before the selection. Is, we did. As a probable choice. Uh, I, I like the selection, and I like them going corner in this, you know, on day mm-hmm. two with a high mm-hmm. round pick. Because of Joe Hayden's age and the fact that he's expensive. And, you know, Artie Burns obviously yeah. isn't fulfilling his expectations. I don't expect them to uh, to give him his fifth-year option. That's coming up here next month. Um, so I I think you have to plan for that, and you also have to plan for the fact that Joe Hayden is in the last year of his contract. I don't think that people – have really thought that through when they looked, for example, at how much cap space the Steelers had next year True. before they redid Ben's deal. And, uh, you know, Joe Hayden not being there is, is major. Uh, the, the linchpin there is Steven Nelson. He gives you enough flexibility that he can play inside and outside True. and he's a legitimate starter. So he makes all that possible. If they have all three next year, if they have Hayden Nelson and lane and they want to get them all on the field, they can. Mm-hmm. It does. It gives them some great uh, flexibility there. Um, and, and I, you know, I like Lane's length. He's, he's six, two, he's a former receiver, uh, really athletic kid, super good basketball player um, out of high school and stuff. And uh, just, just, I like the way he sticks on guys. He just, he, he kind of almost toys with them. He kind of lets you get a little space and then uh, just bam, he's right there. Um, Chris, what was your overall impression of, of both Lane and, and the Steelers choosing him here in the third? Um, I'm actually stoked for it. Um, I'm probably going to catch a little bit of heat for this, but I was a little bit nervous about Byron Murphy being the potential, let's just say, a first-round pick, because yeah. you know having two five ten, uh, sorry, um, cornerbacks on this roster was mm-hmm. going to be a little scary for me personally. I'm a short guy; it's tough for me to talk crap about the short <laughs> guys. But um, when you're going up against AJ Green, like like guys, I mean, you're going into some serious yep. size. Um, and then you know, the Ravens just picked up Miles Boykin. He's 6'4", almost 6'5". Um, it's going to be tough. Seattle just picked up DK Metcalf. He's what, so 6'4". He's in what he's running. Um, you got to have these guys at length at a corner, and uh, he brings that. And he has the athleticism, the length, um, ball skills, a lot, a lot of things you want. But even at a lower basis of, of being raw, mm-hmm. um, he can kind of sit behind Joe Hayden if need be and and really learn and really come into his own. Um, I think this is one of the more more home run picks um, of the the entire day two. I, I'm with you. I think this could ultimately be. Uh, obviously, you hope all of these are big, but but this one has the potential to be really really good here, um, and hopefully for for a long term going forward. Um, the 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 next couple of picks is where it kind of I don't want to say went off the rails. Um, but I, I was definitely I surprised. Yeah. So, so Ben in the fourth round, the Steelers go with Benny Snell running back out of Kentucky. 
Um, go ahead, lay it out. What did you not like? Like whatever. Well, it just wasn't what I expected. Snell's yeah, a deep down bruiser. I thought they were going to pick somebody with more all around skill. And given mm-hmm. the depth of this class, I would have liked to see them go a different direction. But they're obviously kind of gearing back toward power football, which is fine if that's yeah. what they feel like they need to do. And and obviously, for lack of a better way of putting it, having a relief back in the stable uh, who was capable of doing just that was something that they wanted. And Snell does tend to run harder when he gets down toward the red zone, which I like. But, uh, yeah, he's a two-down guy. He's not going to give you much in the passing game. No, he's he's a hammer. I, I mean, and you almost wonder if he's not like the equivalent of the um, the guy in baseball that that comes in and makes the save in the ninth inning, kind of a guy, you know, who can who can make first downs and stuff. Uh, Chris, what what was your take on Snell? Uh, did did you do the profile of him? No, I did not. Um, okay, you know, <clears throat> nothing against Snell. I'm gonna just put that right. out real quick. Um, we, we didn't need a running back at that pick um, where he was less on the board and with what we needed. I, I, that, that's what, that's the problem I have with the overall selection. It's not that it was him. It's not that it was, um, you know, whatever, but you know, a running back at that pick, you know, with who was left at, at the position still at the pick. Um, I was confused by it, you know, um, mm-hmm. James Conner had an awesome season. No, he didn't finish the season, you know, uninjured, but uh, James, James almost came in has a, a different skill set, change of pace back. Um, who offers um, a ton as well? I thought that they would opt to go maybe later in the in the, in the day for that for running back. And um, like I said, nothing against Snell, um, awesome football right. player, uh, plays through injuries, just wants to uh, you know, gain every yard he can. You want those guys on your team, um, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, th- sorry, uh, I feel oh, like Colbert and Tom and whoever's kind of uh, coming together were really relying on their position coaches with these picks because you can tell how much time each position coach spent with each player um, at their pro day. You can really tell. And uh, it, it really seemed like uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Faulkner had a big say in this pick. Uh, yeah, and, and that was pretty accurate across the board in terms of when you looked at, you know, of course we, we analyze when Colbert and Tomlin go to the pro days, when, who they have uh, in in for visits. And then and then also, as you mentioned, you got to look at those position coaches. And, and, and if you go back through this draft, I think the position coaches, you know, were there for almost every one of the guys we drafted, um, at least pretty close anyway. But, um, you know, you, you make good points about Snell. It's nothing personal against him. I, I, you got to love the way the kid plays football. Um, I just didn't see this pick happening here. I thought it would be, like Ben had said also, this was going to be a more, uh, uh, not, not even necessarily three-down guy, but just a guy that would give you a little bit more in the passing game, a little more versatility. Uh, that, that's what I really thought was coming um, at running back. But later, I really thought this was set up for Foster Moreau, the tight end from, from LSU. I I was dead. I was dead certain that's what was coming. Um, and, and it didn't, and Moreau would go, uh, towards the end of the fourth round. And that of course left the Steelers with still a tight end need Ben. And they chose Zach Gentry, um, a tall drink of water out of Michigan. And uh, th- this was the one pick that, that I definitely was the most upset with, but I'll let you take it from there. Well, I thought you loved all the guys from Michigan. No, that's that's not true. Uh, there's plenty of people from Michigan I don't like, um, but I won't get into that right now. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I thought Moreau was going to be the pick when they took Snell. And, yeah. Uh, is it Gentry or? It is Gentry. Gentry yes. Or, uh, whatever. I'll have that to learn how Gentry. to say his name. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, obviously, the guy has got some abilities okay i'm not sure. trying to tear him down this again what chris said before nothing personal about him mm-hmm. i just don't see how he fits that well into what the steelers do right he's a guy who they're gonna have to put out in the slot have him run down the seam and make some catches he can't block yet nope hopefully they can teach him how um he's tall he's high-waisted he's gonna have difficulty getting leverage against shorter defensive players because of his build. Uh, I think that blocking is always going to be difficult for him. Uh, And, you know, it's just, it's a structural thing. You know, when, when Mm -hmm. your waist, when your waist is eight inches higher than the guy that you're blocking, who's across from you, you're at a disadvantage. He's already lower. He's already got a lower center of gravity, even when he's standing up. So, uh, you know, that, that's a problem. Um, and he's not much in terms of, of athleticism when he's got the ball in his hands. He's going to be a catch-it-and-fall-down time guy. You're, you're not going to get much in terms of yards after the catch. So I'm a little confused by it. Um, you know, I, I hope that they see something there they can develop that I don't see. And it's not like this will be the, the first time that I'm wrong if I mm-hmm. am wrong about this. Sure. I just I didn't like that pick much at all. I was really confused by it. As what I or as was I, I should say, and 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 just looking through, uh, you know, Caden Smith would go in the sixth round, tight end out of Stanford. Um, yeah. Elise Mack, who we a lot of us thought was maybe going to be the pick out of Notre Dame, he would go later. Um, uh, uh, the kid out of Georgia, Isaac Nauta, he would go to the Lions later. You know, and and then even Mister, uh, what do they call the last guy, Mister Irrelevant? Um, he was he was the tight end out of uh, UCLA um, that went uh, at the very end of Arizona, Caleb Wilson. So there were other tight ends on the board. Clearly, Michigan uh, or you know, the Steelers liked what they saw out of Gentry at Michigan. He's a former quarterback. Um, he's yeah. a smart kid. Good, good athlete, believe it or not. He was a four-star recruit, but it just, it, to me, when I watch his film, it doesn't translate. Um, no. I just don't, I don't see it. He's uh, he's smart and he's a high character guy. And, and oh, sure. you know, again, the theme of this draft was leadership and high character again. What is this, three, four drafts in a row where the theme yeah. is character. And he's a Boy Scout. I mean, literally, the kid was an Eagle Scout and National <laughs> Honor Society member. Yeah. And, Four-star recruit out of high school. He's a good athlete. Played quarterback. Played quarterback and safety. <laughs> that's a, that, that's that. a big safety back right? there. Holy crap! <laughs> um, you, you know, and I and I think you know just to, to hit on the theme of these these high leadership, high character guys. Uh, Tomlin was pretty blunt. You know, when he what was his comment? We've cleansed the locker room or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, wow! You, you you're not mincing words there. Um, nope. Chris, I, I haven't given you an opportunity. What what about Gentry? Uh, I, I get the feeling you're probably in the same Here boat. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is probably the, one of the worst picks of the draft. I didn't think this guy was going to get drafted. Um, yeah. Drop rate around 14%. Um, does not have good hands. Can't separate. Doesn't have the uh, 
the body control or the uh, the speed or you know, anything explosiveness about him. Um, I'm really confused about this pick. It uh, doesn't block very well. You would assume they, they would have picked a guy who can, who's explosive and can catch or um, who's big and can block, and he doesn't really do either of these things. Um, I think he's going to be a tight end three or four, four um, yeah. and really just trying to make this team. Um, he might have a hard time doing it, and <laughs> it's well, uh, it's tough times. We, we, we actually have a, a rather um, crowded tight end room. It's why, not why very talented. But let, let me ask you this: Why why cut Bucky Hodges? I don't get that. Yeah, that was and weird. Then, and then draft this guy. I, huh? I, I mean, I just don't. Major major question mark for me, and I I am almost convinced right now that I would I, I think I would lay money that they will find a veteran tight end to come in to be the number two. I I don't I don't see any way that you go with Xavier Grimble or or a rookie like this as your number two guy. I just is Hodges, is Hodges injured still or something, and that's I, why they had to. I didn't think so, but there's something we just don't know. Yeah, or weren't made aware of. Very possible. I, I, you know, that's something that that we we can dig into a little bit. But I, I don't know that anybody really knows. It, it was just really kind of out of the blue. But uh, I, I, I agree know. with Chris. I, I wasn't going to say this before, but I looking at Gentry's tape after the draft. Yeah, I thought that he looked like a guy who would be a priority free agent that he wouldn't get drafted. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I, it was just a real stunner. It's almost like they said, okay, all the good tight ends are gone. So we're going to take one just to take one. And because, Hey, we were at the pro day. Let's take this kid. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. If, I'm you, not gonna... if you remember uh, Duran Grant of Ohio state uh, came in as a fourth rounder, I think he ended up getting cut. He didn't even make the team. Um, that could happen again. Um, I mean, yeah. Xavier Grimble, what does he really offer you? Um, guy lost us a game last year. Um, was the offense. Yeah, just, man. He looks like uh, familiarity. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, I'm with uh, yeah, I'm with Mark. we got to add somebody else to this mix. I, think Raider. I hope, man. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be coming. I don't know how in the world you go into your season with, with that as your backup tight ends, uh, especially considering, and I love Vance McDonald, but he has not proven to be the most durable guy in the world either. So, nope. um, yeah, but uh, I want to remind you that you are listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, I mentioned at the opening, there's a brand new shirt out and, um, for this two-week period, the the proceeds, every eight bucks of the T-shirt, goes to the family of Conlon Onder, um, young man from, from Pittsburgh area. And I don't know if you guys know the story of this guy. Um, back in, in uh, earlier this month, early April, he um, uh, saw a train coming, and a woman was in the way. And uh, he got her out of the way, but unfortunately did not get himself out of the way, and he was hit and killed. And um, it's just a really, really sad story. And there's a, a GoFundMe site for him that uh, uh, 26 Shirts has linked up to it. And, um, you know, so again, get yourself a great, comfortable shirt and and know that you're you're uh, benefiting something really, really important here, too. So um, check that out at the website and you can get more information about him and, and uh, everything it took to get to that point. Um, Talking about the last few guys here, uh, we get into those those three sixth round picks, and um, I, I, Ben, I think I have to credit you with this this nickname. Um, maybe not so much nickname, but just moniker for this guy. Sutton Smith really is—he's like a fire hydrant. 
Um, yeah. He 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 is just a, a short, stocky. Uh, he's faster than a fire hydrant. I'll tell you that much. But um, where are the Steelers going with this selection? Because this this one was a bit of a surprise. Special teams. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean, they they, they yeah. come out they come out right away and say he's going to be an inside linebacker. He's not going to play edge for us. We're going to put him an inside linebacker. Then two picks later, after the Gilbert pick. Butler says, "No, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna put him at edge first, and we're gonna see how he does, mm-hmm. and then you know we're gonna see." But you know, I'm gonna go ahead and concede that Danny Smith's gonna get more use out of him than I am. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy yeah. blocked two kicks last year. Okay, and again, he is fast. I agree with you. Yeah, I also agree with something that Chris said today. At the point of attack, he gets swallowed up because of his size. In the NFL, it's going to be even worse. He's a special teams player, and that's yeah. great because you need those guys. And frankly, yes. the Steelers' special teams are not special. No, they're they're not. And Chris, you you watched some of his tape today, didn't you? Yeah, I did. What what, what was your impression? I mean, I I know about the point of attack stuff, but uh, you know what what was the good and the bad that you saw with him? Uh, he could be a, a third down pass rush, you know, wild card, if you will. Um, yeah. Maybe in an amoeba package or something like that, if you guys aren't familiar with that. It's when you have one down lineman and that's it. Everyone else mm-hmm, is standing mm-hmm. up. Um, that's one of my favorite packages because you have no idea who's coming at you where. And from 2005 what angle. AFC Divisional Round Game at Indianapolis. Yes. Ask Peyton Manning about that. He loved <laughs> that package. <laughs> loved uh, that, it. That, that, that's something that I would like incorporated, and Sutton Smith would be really well with that just because he would be credited to just rush the passer, and that's kind of it. And then also uh, what Ben alluded to on special teams, um, you know, you can't have enough of those guys. Nope. Uh, you got to wonder if he can get – take a crack at um at linebacker as well i mean with all the reps going around and in, in, in training camp maybe some guys taking some some veteran days off in the linebacker room maybe he'll get a, uh, a few 13 snaps in linebacker mm-hmm. maybe see what he can do um athletically i think he can uh, it's all about the processing and and seeing uh, how he can read the keys and, and things like that so um yeah I, this pick no oh, sorry uh, one well, more thing yeah. N- nothing against him again it's just uh, I just don't know how he fits um, right. in, a, in, a, in a defensive package yet. And, and that's exactly where I was going. I, I mean, I, you know, Ben nailed it. He's going to be a special teamer first, a special teamer second, and then, eh, you know, we'll see what we can do with the on defense. But, um, I, I mean, he's intriguing as heck, man. I, I, I mean, you just you just watch him play. You see the plays he makes, the speed, the excitement that he brings, the enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> you, you, you want that kind of guy on the field. It's just a matter of how do you get him on the field um, other than special teams. Um, the two other guys in the sixth round, uh, the next guy was Isaiah Bugs, defensive lineman out of Alabama. Obviously, uh, Carl Dunbar, the defensive line coach for the Steelers, has a little bit of experience with Mr. Bugs, uh, who I believe goes by Pooh Bear, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that that's quite a nickname. Um, have uh, Ben? Have you had a chance to to watch any of his tape? I have. He's got decent tape, yeah. and I, I've taken a lot of crap for this. You know, mm-hmm. people have asked why. People have said that he was a steal at you know in the mid sixth. Right. I I don't think he was. I he he has really short arms, especially for a six three guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to say like 31 inches. I mean, with that, there are corners in the NFL, 5'11 corners that have longer arms than 31 inches. <laughs> um, you know, he's uh, he tested really poorly athletically in terms of speed and, you know, and explosiveness. Um, so he was there. He got downgraded. And, yeah, he's got decent tape, but it's not necessarily going to translate. I mean, he's playing in Alabama where there are three other guys in the line that are monsters. Yeah. And that's going to give you an advantage, man. And I hope that, you know, when, when he gets up there that, you know, he, he makes it work. Obviously Dunbar's got some familiarity with him and he drafted him. So maybe he's got an idea of exactly what he can do with him. I think he starts out at the nose and, and then plays, you know, behind Hargrave and we'll we'll see what happens, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, obviously there are some physical limitations there that I think he may have to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the T-Rex arms, um, yeah. not, not, not good for a D lineman. Uh, Chris, have you had any, uh, time to spend on him? Um, a little bit. I think that he'll help in, um, in goal line packages and things of that, of that nature. Um, a, a decent pass rusher too. Um, you know, we didn't resign, uh, LT Walton. So I think this is ultimately his replacement as that sure. last and final defensive lineman on the roster. If he could uh, improve to, to make the roster, that's what he'll do is have be that last guy. Um, also depending on Dan McCullers and how he comes into camp and does, and yeah. does, uh, and performs as well. Um, I thought we were going to go with more of a, more of a squatty guy who can play inside, but, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, I'm, I'm okay with this pick. Um, of course, you can never have enough defensive linemen, and um, I thought they were going to go more athletic, like Ben alluded to before. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that uh, in my mind, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, but you know, you got to like a little familiarity. Clearly, uh, Dunbar must have thought highly of the kid, and um, you know, there, there's going to be some other guys in there, undrafted free agents, other guys fighting for spots uh, on that D line, and and let's be honest, the D line could use depth so um who knows if the kid can come in there and 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 play hard and, and as ben said probably start over that nose position then who knows you know maybe he's got a spot but uh the the Lance last line from yeah. line from nfl.com had yeah. him projected in the, in the fourth or fifth and his nfl comparison is tyson alulu that's what uh no kidding wow said. yes he uh He's he's I know he's six three, which is not what you you would think for for a, a nose. I mean, you you think right. short squatty, right? But he's he's built different for a six three guy. He's got a longer torso and shorter legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's got a low center of gravity, so he can play nose. But yeah, I I kind of agree with what Chris said before when he mentioned that he's a pretty decent pass rusher. His natural position is three tech. It's not nose tackle. He's a one-gap yeah. guy. He's a one-gap defensive lineman. And that's, you know, not exactly what you want at nose, but it's kind of the direction this defense is going. Very well said. That's what I was exactly what I was thinking is it, it might not be what you want, but it's where it's going. Um, and, and I yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, um, the, the last guy in the sixth round was, uh, he sounds more like a president than a linebacker, Ulysses Gilbert. Um, this dude can flat out run, yeah, he uh, can. and, and he, he comes, he's another Mac player. Um, he's from Akron, I believe, uh, Ben, what, uh, what's your take on Ulysses? Uh, giant upside 
Yeah. Um, raw as raw hamburger you buy at the grocery store. But yeah, man, he can fly. I mean, I, I can't find any times on him from his pro day. <laughs> and I've looked. <laughs> They've got to be out there. But you watch him on film and damn, he can run. Oh, wow. I, I thought I saw somewhere in the neighborhood of like four four. I, I don't. All I can tell you is he can run. I, I you yeah. know. I want to see him on the field a little more. Oh, you know, yeah. in the NFL before I, I make any long term prognostication. But I think he's got some potential. He's definitely got some upside. I don't know that he makes the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's on the practice squad this season. But they can develop him. He can be a player. Yeah. Chris, where do you use a guy like this? Because he, he's not huge, um, but he's fast, and and he's one of those guys that makes a ton of tackles and misses some tackles too. But, you know, when you're always around the ball, you're going to miss a few. I, I, what do you do with this kid? Um, I agree with a lot of Ben's, with what a lot of Ben said. Uh, Duke can fly. He can cover. Um, his tackling technique is just, is just not there yet, but, um, him being around the football so quickly and so easily, um, mm-hmm. he'll make, he'll make a good amount of tackles, um, <clears throat> high upside because you're really, you're just getting a mold of clay who can just flat out run. So you can't teach that. So that's already there. Uh, what you can teach, um, has to do with, with uh, you know, reading, uh, reading mm-hmm. plays and, uh, taking good angles, uh, and tackling technique, which is the only th- the things that he really needs to to work on. Um, you know, at wor- at worst, you're going to get a special teams guy who's just going to flat out run, and make a lot of tackles on special teams, which we need. Um, right. Best case scenario is he can he can really spot start for you uh, in a pinch in, in your three four or in your nickel, um, which we need as well because sometimes you just uh, have guys that go down and you have LJ Ford coming in, you have Matt coming in and uh, that's not the place you want to be. You want to have someone there who's ready prepared and who can have the same almost skill set as, as the guy um, in front of him, which um, him and Bush can both fly. So um, not a lot of downside with this pick. I like this pick more than Sutton Smith. Um, if mm-hmm. you kind of reverse their draft uh, where they were taken yeah. Then um, you're looking at a, a much better draft, in my, in my opinion. Uh, ever since we met with him and and he had his pro day, and I kind of saw his his film, I knew the Steelers are going to be interested. In it. He was in every single one of my mocks after that. Um, I just knew that there was going to be um, a lot of interest there. Um, yeah. Dude ran a, a four four six as pro day, and he was actually timed uh-huh. before in the four threes. Four three eight was the time Jesus. that he had um, before. Yeah, he he was yes. So um, I loved it. He yeah. Can- and it- he yeah, can run. Right. I mean, it's it's obvious that he can he can flat out fly. I don't know how well he changes direction. And yeah, like I mm-hmm. said before, he's so raw. I mean, he's got instincts, obviously, because he's running right to the ball. He's flowing to the ball. Yeah. yeah, he he doesn't get great position when he's tackling, as Chris alluded to. His form is meh. You know, it's just kind of he's just there. He just goes out and he ball, he balls. You know, super he, uh, super durable too. Didn't miss yeah, a game in four years, Chris. It, <laughs> right, correct. Yeah, damn. Um, let's uh, let, let's just talk about our very last guy here, uh, the Steelers' own personal Mister Irrelevant, Mister Derwin Gray. Now, this is a big dude. If we're talking about Gilbert being fast, this dude is huge. Um, played some tackle at uh, at Maryland, but but it's thought he'll probably slide more into the guard position. Uh, either of you had a chance to watch him at all? I have not, if I'm being honest. I have not got to watch him yet. Okay. No. Okay. I, I yeah. haven't. I, uh, I, looking at him, I wondered when they said he was moving to, he's built like 
a tackle. So I don't exactly understand why they want to move him to, to guard. Well, you know, there's no guarantee. I, I've just, I, I was kind of surmising that because all along, I think we all kind of uh, believed they were going to go interior offensive line, especially with the the backlog they kind of have at tackle right now. But, um, you know, they, they love versatility. You, you guys know that. The they guys, love versatility. The guy's 6'4 uh, so and change. He's got 34-inch yeah. arms. Uh, you know, he's he's built a lot like Stephon Tuitt structurally. Yeah, yeah, that's so a good you, comparison. You kind of wonder why you would – put him at guard when you want a short squatty guy who can run mm-hmm. who can pull where you know when you want a good pass defense a pass blocker out on the edge you want a guy who's got the long arms and who can who can do good sets i don't know much about the guy i can't really speak to it but it looks like a good value pick in the seventh oh yeah yeah i i definitely i can't argue with that at all uh you know, and I, I believe one Mr. Ramon Foster was once a good value pick uh, in, in a seventh round once. So um, he was seventh rounder, wasn't he? Undrafted. Yeah, oh God, he was undrafted. I always goofed that up with him. And, um, and though yeah. he, he was a tackle his first year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you're right. And they moved him into guard because they needed somebody. They they needed a body, so they moved him over, and he's been a guard ever since. <laughs> God, it's incredible. Unbelievable. Um, guys, we are going to wrap this sucker up. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground tonight. We covered all these. And, and of course, too, don't forget the Steelers did sign a, a plethora of undrafted free agent rookies as well. You know, there's a, there's a few interesting guys. You know, check out this lock kid out of Texas, of safety. He might as well be a missile. Um, he loves to come downhill. I, his coverage skills not not so much, but the, the kid loves to hit. So lots of lots of things to look at. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. And the draft might be over, uh, but there's still a lot going on. Make sure you check out uh, SteelCityBlitz.com and on Twitter at SCBlitz, and of course Facebook.Steel. Wait, no, how's that work? Facebook.com/SteelCityBlitz. That's it. God, I can't keep it all straight. Anyway, for both uh, Ben and Chris, this is Steel Dead, and I am signing off. And thanks again for listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. <laughs>